Hi guys. Welcome back to Wine Chats. Um, I hope you guys are all well. I haven't done a podcast in quite a bit, but I'm happy to be back with my good friend, Stephanie Ruiz. Hello. <laughs> I feel like I'm so out of touch with talking yeah. to a mic. Actually, this is the first time like this will be a mic recorded podcast. Yeah. On Spotify. I'm honored. <laughs> New equipment, baby. Um, okay, so we have two wines today with us, which don't ask why, but we do. And we're going to try both. So it's called Sutter Home. And they're both Moscatos. And Moscatos, typically, I don't know if you know this, Steph, are usually sweet. But just by mm. smelling these. Yeah, they did. They smell a little. I don't even know the word. Mm. Like. Floral? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's so floral to me. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, yeah. So we have like a regular Moscato and then a pink Moscato. Which one do you want to try first? Let's go for the pink. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. <gasps> But I feel like I'm not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually like this. <laughs> that says a lot. Wait, I'm surprised. That was good. Okay, let's try the other. You know what? This is gonna be bad because the the white one might taste different because of the one we just tried. Should we drink the water? Oh, that's a, a good bit? one. Okay. Good job, Sam. Yeah. All right. Okay. Number two. This is the white one. Ready? Cheers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Both are good. Both are. They kind of taste the same to me. Really? Yeah. But you probably know wine better than I do, so. The white one tastes a little less sweet to me. Mm. But I mean, everyone has like a different palate. palate. Oh. Ew. <laughs> Yummy soda. <laughs> I owe you a wine. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do some quick ASMR for people since we have the mics? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> that's actually the fun thing about mics i can't wait to listen i'm I like know. Hey, hi welcome to the podcast i hope you're having a good day <laughs> it's weird how that like when did that start i know uh, like the asmr thing yeah i don't know but i'm into it is that weird no okay. it's very relaxing <laughs> but like i feel like when it first came out i was confused I was like, why is this so popular? <laughs> I know, me too. And then I was like, wait, why am I actually watching this on YouTube before bed? Yeah, it works. It yeah, actually relaxes people. There are some people that are I'm like, okay, you probably shouldn't be doing ASMR. Because yeah. I'm not feeling the ASMR. Yeah. But other people are like, okay, wait. This is your gift. <laughs> this is your gift. No, seriously. What do you think about like mukbangs? You know, um, like with the food? I think I, I felt the same way, like, confused. Because, <laughs> like, or maybe do people eat while they watch those? Or do they just literally watch them? I think just they just, I mean, I'm sure people have, like, had lunch and, like, watched the videos, you know? But mm. I think it's more for the sound. They use, like, a mic, like, right here. Oh. Dude, I can even hear know. them, like. Munching. Munching. You know what's really popular? Like, the Asian ones. Um they'll eat like weird seafood i don't want to say weird that's messed up but exotic kind of like seafood plates and they're just like munching it out (laughs) wow 
I want to, like, know more about, like, the psychology behind that. Yeah. Because it's like, what? I thought it was, like, oh, like, get your food and feel like you're eating with someone. Okay. Oh, wait. So those are, yeah, I think I'm confusing it. Those are mukbangs, right? When you have, yeah. like, a big spread of meal. Yeah. Dude, why are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You know, just stuff. <laughs> Everyone knows about this. You know, I actually want to do an ASMR. Mm. podcast one day like an episode that should do it with so me. fun yeah yeah okay let's do it yeah all right steph as you know how it goes what is your quote mm. that's been like hitting you or is just like a recent thing you've been thinking about yeah i thought actually a lot about this Ooh. because i i'm a fan and i've heard many quotes and i love it so I was like, mine has to be, like, one that really, like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. matters to me and stuff. But this is a recent one that I heard in class. And I genuinely was like, wow, how I have not heard this before. It's, like, so good. But Carl Jung, he's, like, a psychologist. And he said, no tree, it is said, can grow to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell. Mm. Wait, yeah. that is good. Yeah. And we were talking in class that day how, like, you can't, like, grow unless you allow yourself to, like, understand the darkest parts of your life and, like, go to the depths of, like, those hell areas. Mm -hmm. Because that's how you really get to, like, understand yourself, know why you are the way you are, Mm -hmm. and grow from that. And I love that. Wait, I love that so much. And I feel like it's really relevant. To like, especially we're like in our early twenties. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I feel like this time in our lives is very like um, experiencing hard hardships, like mm-hmm. on another level, and like feeling like things should be like all okay. Mm-hmm. But like life isn't like that. Wait, I actually really like that quote. Yeah, and I think like in school lately, I've been noticing like, man, we all carry like our own hell mm-hmm. and that particular class we were all kind of like being really vulnerable and i felt like like yeah like we all have this that we don't share normally to people yeah but how can we ever grow unless like we are we acknowledge it exists that mm-hmm. we all have something like we really struggle with like i just like the way he worded that like there's no way to grow up to heaven to like grow as a tree um if you use this like symbol if you don't acknowledge that there are some dark deep spots that like we need to work through yeah that's yeah. so good oh my gosh i hope everyone enjoyed that as much as <laughs> i did but wait introduce yourself because literally mm. no one knows you i mean maybe yeah but. yeah yeah um i'm stephanie i'm esther's friend high school friend we actually met on the cross country team go jaguars yeah good job ja- oh my gosh wait that's such a throwback <laughs> go jaguars <laughs> what was our chant our didn't we say something yeah. i thought we had like a jaguar chant is that not a thing no i want to say yes but why can i not remember i can't remember either <laughs> <laughs> we just got like really comfortable from then on yeah but now now you're literally like a college graduate from mm. point loma mm-hmm. and now you're doing a master's mm-hmm. and i actually in the card i gave you I was telling you that I feel like it's such a privilege that we met mm-hmm. at a young age mm-hmm. because I've really, first of all, experienced a lot of fun stuff with you. Mm. But then 
I've developed like a friendship with you where I can be so transparent and real. Mm-hmm. And just so everyone knows, if this podcast gets kind of deep, um, I'm mm. sorry. That's just kind of how <laughs> we are together. If you can't hang, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not deep. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. But I think we have a good balance because I feel mm. like sometimes deep conversations were like, okay, like, mm-hmm. they're a little too heavy here. But for some reason, it feels light when I, I talk about deep things with yes you. i feel like there's a balance of like we get to really deep topics but we also laugh a lot mm. like at the same time mm-hmm. which is it's just nice because we could like acknowledge like yeah life's hard there's all these deep things but like also life is good yeah and there's fun things to laugh about and yeah. like mm, like live lightly you know live lightly yeah. that's been the motto these days mm-hmm. but i actually have a question for you okay um i found this on the world wide web <laughs> Okay, this might be, like, a handful, so just, like, think about mm. it if you okay. need to think about it. Okay, but the question is, what are you holding on to mm. that's no longer holding on to you? Mm. And let me know if you need me to repeat it. What are you holding on to? That's no longer holding on to you. Do you want to, like, the first thing that came into my mind? Yes. Um. College life. Oh. Like a cord, <laughs> and like the the part that's no longer holding on to me was like such a when you said that it was like ah like the truth is it is no longer holding on to me. Why do I want to cry? I know <laughs> it's really hard to like accept, but I have uh, I've grown to realize like this part of my life, like those four years, are something I just hung tight to. I did not want to let go, but. I realize like it's no longer in my life anymore like I have to move on and I have to stop holding on to it like if it's gonna come back yeah um and it's just it's caused to like have to really step into the now of where I'm at right now mm-hmm. and accept like what's new in my life now and it's it's hard though it's really hard because those were sweet I think we both can relate that our college years were really good good moments I know um and the thought of letting go can feel like it's like grieving a little. Like it's just sad. I'll never forget when I packed up my car and left mm. Riverside the last time because and you know what's funny that <clears throat> I knew it was gonna be like a hard moment and I told my family, like, please don't help me pack. Mm. Please don't help me in any aspect. It almost felt like I wanted to do that last thing there myself. Mm. And I'm really glad they respected that just because, like, being the youngest and then being just helpful family members, I thought they were going to go anyway, but they didn't. And so that meant a lot. But I'll never forget, like, the ride back. And I'm, I want to get, like, teary-eyed. Mm. But, and, you know, I kind of, like, I want to be, like, mindful of people who didn't go to college or, like, mm. didn't have a good experience. Honestly, like, I'm sorry if you didn't have a good college experience, but... If you can think of anything that you just felt so happy, like, in your lifetime, and it was just, like, a hard thing to let go, like, that's kind of the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's so, I don't know, it's, like, a weird topic, and it was such a sweet time, because I feel like that was literally the transition from, like, teen years to, like, early 20s. Mm. And it shaped me so much. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that, though, is that I came back and I still have friends like you that mm-hmm. even though we changed, like it almost 
made us closer and it didn't make us go distant i feel like that's a true testament of friendship um that's such a good mm, one dude and i i think okay i kind of want to answer that myself i want to say like sports Mm. just because that was a big one and i know you did like cross country in college i literally did it in high school well like middle school high school but then a part of me still like clings on to that and while i was in college i found myself talking about it a lot and those were like just other years that really shaped me like dance because i danced for forever and then running Mm -hmm. and i think the one thing with running that i'm like still holding on to is just like the friendships the team we had the memories and because like my family didn't travel a lot growing up i feel like running kind of showed me the world but i think like I'm holding on to it in a way that it's no longer holding me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought of. That's so that. good. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, like I I still to this day struggle not identifying myself as a runner. It's hard. <laughs> Runners, yeah. you know, or even sports, like in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's, especially if you started at a young age, like it's weird it's kind of being a student like it's your identity Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah and there's so much like because obviously you accomplished so much in the sport you like surprise yourself in so many ways in so many good ways because you're like constantly challenging yourself that it's something you like hold proudly not even like a pride thing it's more just like wow i did that yeah and i'm proud of myself and i think that's why it's hard to let go because it's like that was something I could hold to remind me, like, what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we don't have to necessarily, like, let all that go, but it is hard that there is some part of it that we have to let go. Like, we're not running for school anymore. We're not a team. Racing like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, for sure. I know people sometimes have even told me, like, well, you can still run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but... I think even thinking of, like, the way we could run, like, the pace and the speed, and maybe we could get there again, but it's just, it. this is the thing, like, all the things we're saying that we, like, experience and, like, will let go of, or have let go of us, we can still do that and experience that, but it's never going to be the same, mm-hmm. and I feel like letting go of that and that expectation is what's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Like, accepting that that won't come back yeah. again. Yeah yeah it's just what were like overall what was kind of like running like for you compared mm-hmm. like in college compared to high school mm, they were different um good or bad a little bit of both eh. they both had their different challenges cross country in high school surprisingly was a lot more intense for me like intense in the amount of like time and like worth i placed in myself due to the sport like it was my everything yeah me too dude we would literally like not go to like family birthday parties because we had a race or like it was like number one priority Mm -hmm. and that's like i mean but there was good with the intensity there was this good like the amount of commitment we had like the dedication and with that came the result of like seeing yourself do things you didn't think you could do but it's because you put that much time into it and then in college it was like a shift because everything changed like suddenly like 
sure, I love running. I love going to practice. But, like, I have all these other exciting things going on that, like, I'm learning. And in a weird way, like, identity shifting, you know, with, like, who I am here. And um, I think also learning from the girls in my cross-country team in college, they weren't, like, it wasn't their life all the time. Like, it was more balanced. Um, So, yeah, like, it just helped me kind of relax a little bit when it came to, like, this is my everything. Oh no, like this is a part of my day. Yeah. But then then I was I don't feel like I was I was excelling as much as I did in high school because I wasn't putting that much like intensity and time and like I didn't make it my everything. So I don't feel like I accomplished everything I probably would have if I had the same high school mentality of like all or nothing. You yeah. know? I know. I think both are That is tough. I think definitely in high school, we were a little, like, black and white. Mm -hmm. And there was just, like, I know we even missed some of, like, the quote-unquote most fun football game at school. Like, you know, our rival team. And, like, we always had a race that day. But, like, stuff like that where I'm like, oh, that would have been fun to go or whatever. But, and it's funny looking back because in the moment, like, we didn't care. Mm -hmm. Like, that was that. Well, because it was such a, I think, even when I think about that race, like, it was a privilege to go to the, you, you worked learn, so hard, you, you know, and to go to, like, finally get to that race, it's like, sure, this is a good life, high school experience, but, like, I worked really hard for this, I can't wait to go to that race, mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait to, like, mm-hmm. be there and experience that with my teammates. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Mm good talk i know it almost it doesn't make me miss those days where we would all like bond like we bonded a lot i know yeah we were really close what do you love about these days these days yeah Mm. a lot of things i think starting like my master's that's been like a huge highlight like i i think I'm experiencing a new level of authenticity. Like, the classmates I have, the professors, like, it's almost like sometimes they say things where I'm like, oh my gosh, you think that too? (laughs) You know, like, or like, we all kind of look at each other like, oh my gosh, like, we're not crazy. You know, like, those (laughs) thoughts. Like, like, um, I know anxiety is, like, it's said a lot now, but like, to actually speak it out and be like, this happened and like, um, I don't know, like, some students will be like, so I've been diagnosed with this and that, mm. but no one's judging. It's like, mm. you're a human being. It's like an open, yeah. safe place. Yeah. yeah, like, it doesn't mean that that diagnosis does not mean you're, like, that's not your identity. Mm-hmm. Like, that diagnosis is just showing, like, some symptoms and um, you're behaving that way due to some things, but, like, to be able to look at that person and make them feel safe. Yeah. And other people who maybe have the same diagnosis or, in like, similar experience could be like oh my gosh like you too like because you don't really just state that in any conversation you know where you're going and I think funny things too like there's some like that like some things you learn that you're like that's scandalous but like I thought about it (laughs) you know and then all of us like just laugh we're like I mean come on like you think about these things sometimes (laughs) and professors too like they just say like like, they just state, like, these things that don't normally go around, but we all kind of think about sometimes, yeah. you know? And, like, 
don't go crazy with your thinking like we're not doing <laughs> something like it's not like like it's obviously still appropriate if that makes sense mm-hmm. but it's just human things that yeah. we forget are human yeah the fears the anxieties the like just like the endless thoughts the ruminations that sometimes we think we're on our own with mm-hmm. like in our my masters i realized like we all experience like these things it's just part of the human condition and yeah. you just feel like one you don't feel alone and two you don't feel um i don't like to use the word crazy too much but you just don't feel crazy yeah yeah you know it's a good one i think it's so cool you're doing that mm. and then in psych like and then especially like being a latina like mm-hmm. dude i feel like the higher you go in higher education like the fewer of yeah you know latinas there are so like that's that's really cool i'm considering whatever but <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. see i was gonna say that um for those of you who don't know i went skydiving but i think when the times that i've gone skydiving literally the two times i've gone um the feeling of like the anxiety and like the little things like you realizing they don't matter that's what i feel when i skydive mm. and you need to do it stuff i want to do it i just i need to wait for the right timing like what is the right timing i know <laughs> uh, i think i think uh, i'm still afraid i'm gonna die to be <laughs> to be Dude, I really honest. That. okay honestly like that thought i don't think is ever gonna like let be let go mm-hmm. that's true uh, but I, when I see, like, you do it already the second time, <laughs> and you, you're alive, obviously. I'm oh alive. my gosh. And then you, I see your pictures and the experience. I just, like, want to know what it feels like to do that. Dude, it's amazing. And I think what brings me comfort is that the people you're jumping with, that's their full-time job. Mm. They jump all day, every day, for years. Mm-hmm. And they're they're fine. Um I don't know. It's such a great experience. If you guys have not done it, you guys should definitely do it. It's not as scary as you think. Like, trust me. You know what? When okay. Um. <laughs> but this is Esther. No. Okay. <laughs> You're okay. so, like, brave and out there. <laughs> you know what's so funny? That I feel like I've really, like, shaken my family up. Mm. Because I'm the youngest. And the way I was raised, my parents were, like, overprotective. Even my siblings. And... I remember growing up with, like, a bit of anxiety, and I didn't know why. Even when it came to races, I would freak out. And, like, it was just the fear of, like, the what-ifs and the what-ifs. And my family, like, really instilled that in me. And I feel like it was, like, the root of it was to be cautious, to be safe, to take care Mm -hmm. of yourself. But in turn, that caused me, like, anxiety, and it caused me to, like, just overthink. Mm -hmm. And so going back to college a bit i think those were like years where i really let go of that and i think a part of me that i didn't know was there like kind of blossomed and then people started saying stuff like dude you're brave or like you're this and you're that and i was like that's kind of funny because my family would say otherwise just because they kind of made me that way Mm. so i feel like in a way i broke out of that box and like skydiving and doing other fun things and like getting my car i feel like are representations of like the freedom that i've like given myself mm-hmm. and that's funny because one of my words this year is freedom, freedom. Mm-hmm. wait what are your words again or do you have one yeah i have two okay deeply loved deeply loved yes. why did i forget that dude <laughs> you're good okay why why deep wait you didn't finish freedom why yours oh, is no, freedom that, that's it mic drop 
okay um deeply loved i i heard this sermon and this pastor was saying that like when it comes to your identity the first thing you should know is that you're deeply loved that should be your first like if someone says like i mean for a believer if someone says like who are you that should be like well first off i'm deeply loved i love that and then you go on you know and i think for me i realized that wouldn't be my first response it's not something i really carry with me and this year was like nope i want to make that like that i want to make that my first response when someone says like who are you and so i just i made up my word dude that's such a good one okay but prior to that what do you think you would say like who am i yeah Mm, i think i would say like the basic like i'm a daughter i'm a friend (laughs) (laughs) um because i'm those big questions are hard for me sometimes because it's obviously like dude who are you like like what kind of question is that? i feel like i'd be like esther like what are you talking like, about like i'm stephanie <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. that's um, funny yeah that's a good one and i feel like to a lot of people like when they say you know especially now with like self-care or self-love mm. like i feel like they're so repeated these days that mm. i don't think we like sit with what it really means so even to say like oh i love myself or like i'm mm. deeply loved it's like do you believe that you know and you know the thing is i decided to say that every morning to mm. remind myself and of course you have bad days and there are some mornings i wake up and i'm like i do not feel like i am worthy to say that i'm deeply loved by god but i love that i've made it a practice because the truth is is it's so much more than like that kind of self-care culture it's like when it feels nice it's good to say mm. but do we actually sit and really dwell on that even in the days that we don't feel it yeah and i think that's the word has become something a lot more like um there's just it's it's funny saying deeply love because it's like a lot deeper <laughs> you know what i mean like it's, it's like more weight yes that's good and more weight to it it doesn't necessarily just come with feeling it it's something you have to live out yeah that's a good one dude were those your only words yeah those are my words i'm like why did i pick like a hundred but <laughs> I picked three. do you want to share your three yeah well as you guys know freedom freedom mm-hmm. for sure um and then legacy and um healing mm-hmm. and so freedom is just definitely like still like doing anything that really like makes me feel freedom even like reading a bunch of books like the freedom that i get to do that you Mm -hmm. know um and then legacy is just like continuing to like do things for my future and my future family it's really weird but i think of my future family a lot Mm. maybe i'm not the only one but just like what am i doing now to to make strong roots for the people coming next and like the generations in my family even my sister's having a baby in april hey helen (laughs) um but even thinking of like my future niece like i'm so excited Mm -hmm. and like for her to kind of be like my first like kind of next what is it even called like the next person in the family basically next in line yeah Mm -hmm. and like i would like just want to do things for her that are gonna like elevate her and she should she can pass that down basically Mm -hmm. and so like i really really working on that and i'm still trying to really figure that out like what does that mean mm. really like legacy mm-hmm. just because there's so many ways you can go about yeah legacy 
Um, and then healing, I started going to therapy in, when was it? September, which is basically when I moved back from Riverside. And I've been wanting a therapist mm-hmm. even throughout ECR. Um, I think everyone should get a therapist, even yes. if you think you're the happiest person on earth. You're um, not. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. <laughs> You'll soon realize you're not. <laughs> Let me pop your bubble right now. <laughs> but yeah, so initially I kind of wanted to go to to try it out. And there wasn't anything pressing where I was like, I need help, like, mm-hmm. you know, but I knew there were a lot of things in me, like in my heart, like my dad cheating on my mom. Like mm-hmm. I knew, I always said like I was okay with that, but as I'm getting older, I don't think I've been okay with that. So stuff like that where I was like, okay, I want to, I want to try therapy. I love my therapist. Mm. I love therapy. I love just the concept of it. And so yeah i've been doing that and that's part of like my healing like the word just to continue going to therapy and like doing things that i feel like are gonna like fuel me Mm life-giving things Mm -hmm. so those are my words Mm. so good i love that you even brought up therapy because i also started therapy this year yeah and life-changing seriously like i was actually talking today about it um with someone in my program and I was telling them that, like, I don't tend to cry in front of people. I feel like I almost have this little lock, and not many people know even how to open it. Even myself, mm. I don't even think I know how. And with my therapist, it's, like, it's so intriguing that she knows to, how to ask just the right questions for me to, like, go to a place where I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's obviously some hurt there. Yeah, I didn't even know it. And then suddenly, like, tears start streaming. I'm like, what the heck? Like... But then kind of like the quote, like it's it's until you discover like the depths of yourself that you start actually knowing how to like, okay like heal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree. It's definitely Dude. been. And you know what? That results in freedom, like feeling yeah. that relief and mm-hmm. that kind of like, you know, yeah, my therapist, I'm, I'm sure everyone's um, they just ask questions that you never even yeah thought of or like yeah. would consider like a thing. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for that. And I feel like that really, like, represents, like, their education. Because <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? Like, how do you, how did you come up with that? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you think there isn't a system, but they totally have, like, this intentional, like, way of helping you. Yes. But it just feels so natural. Yes. I'm grateful that they can balance both. Because you just feel at ease, but they definitely still, like, there's a plan to help you. Mm-hmm. I think I told you, but I asked my therapist, like, how do you do this job? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you literally go home? Like, if that was me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like mm. thinking about it over and over in my head, like how to help a specific person, I guess. And she just like sighed. She was like, <sighs> self-care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. dude, even self-care, like those yeah. words, I think to them matter and just like are different. Like, it's like a different, a different level. level. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, and I think I told you this already. It's literally in my textbook, a chapter on self-care oh, and yeah. what that really looks like. That's so funny. And it's like even the little things like I had, uh, we had a panel and one therapist said she ha- would use hand sanitizer and when she would go in her car, she would like wa- like use the sanitizer to remind her like the boundaries mm. and like self-care is like turning off your phone when you get home. And things like that. So it is definitely a different level of taking care of yourself. Yeah. 
you know what i've been doing i've been doing um the do not disturb on my phone mm. and at first i was like i'm just gonna try it out and then i'll like turn it back on like in a couple hours and i'll have messages from like my parents or siblings yeah. and stuff and i'm like wow like had i never turned it on i would have never known but i love that because it's like not distracting mm-hmm. and i feel like it's been forcing me to like really sit with myself when i want to sit with myself or like do things that i want to do so people put your phone on do not disturb yeah no i have that too and it made me realize like life will move on and continue like you do not need to like respond right away or like mm-hmm. like life can still run without you like have your moment yeah of silence of just being still like the world will keep going it'll be okay yeah and the cool thing about the there was like a new update on the iphone oh if it's an emergency and someone needs to reach you they still can there's like it'll there's like a button or something mm. and it'll say like still notify them so don't oh, worry what? yeah yeah i didn't know that yeah so don't worry about you missing an emergency an emergency something. yeah literally yeah. yeah i love that i have nothing else to say no <laughs> <laughs> should we tell them about here i am <laughs> yeah so I did ask Stephanie. Dude, why am I calling you Stephanie? I, I know. Never you were saying that earlier, and I'm like, that's so weird coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I say, like, Steph, baby Steph. Yeah. Um, but I did ask her if she wanted to be um, my co-host. But I'm still keeping wine chats, but we want to create, like, a whole new separate thing just to have it be our own. But I really wanted a co-host because I was like, dude, there is only, like, so many you can like interview there's only so many things you can say by yourself and i feel like jumping back and forth is like awesome and why why not do it with you like yeah i I feel like you would have been the perfect person so thanks for saying yes (laughs) dude thanks for asking and i'm like really just excited because i feel like our conversations are very life-giving and i think it's gonna be exciting to see like what we the topics we could unfold together i know i want to like dig deep mm-hmm. like i'm so excited and obviously we don't always have to be deep because i don't yeah. know and it's funny stuff because even when i talk with you i'm mm-hmm. really like yeah you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just the mood but yeah i'm excited yeah so stay tuned yeah i'm so excited and i feel like this is such a fun hobby and when i started doing wine chats and listening back now, like, it kind of makes me, like, cringe a bit, mm-hmm. but in a sweet way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that I have those things recorded, so. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of, like, little, like, memories. Yeah, they are. Because you even, you were still, you were senior, right? I was a senior. It was legit, like, still, co- like, deep COVID. Like, don't go outside. Mm. That's when I started it, yeah. Yeah. Should we talk a little bit about COVID? Oh, my gosh. Okay, tell me. well i don't know like how did you do you did do covid and your senior year right yeah so for me covid was my last quarter wait when was it oh my gosh why can't i think it was like 20 well it was 2020 like that was kind of the big it was my last quarter of junior year Mm. so it was spring quarter yeah so wait you know it's kind of funny i got back from spain and i literally had a month of school like going to school like normal Mm -hmm. and then everything was like shut down so then my winter quarter finals i took online and then from spring quarter junior year and on 
online. Hmm. So luckily, I still had a graduation in person, and your parents could go and all that good stuff. Because I know the class of twenty twenty, that was like a whole mess. That was that was you. Yeah, <laughs> I was the mess. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, sorry. it was. It was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was such a mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I still remember, like, like I un- honestly, it's funny because this all happened. A lot of the big moments happened at my job. That mm-hmm. I, I just remember that year, like, I was literally at my job when so many things happened. Like, when Kobe died, like, oh my I remember my friend literally gasped out loud, like my coworker, and I was like, "What? Are you okay?" And she like saw the headline, and then I remember like. Um, when the last day I, I worked the last shift at our job before closing and this is a place that is so full like full of people like literally it's like a bar slash coffee shop like just little retail store like there's always just it was always packed no no one there oh my god no one there empty and I just I remember that day before they even sent the email like I knew like I'm not coming back here like this is probably it for a while that's crazy yeah and then from there they were like oh like you'll graduate in two weeks no let me just say did that did not happen (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert it did not happen um (laughs) and yeah it was just so chaotic okay that was two years ago yeah omg yeah you know what's funny the day before lockdown i was at korean barbecue (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they were like shut down oh we're my done. gosh you know what's funny when we were like you know how everyone was like two weeks locked down and then it turned into like months and months and months i think it was like a month in of mm. lockdown that i decided to go to hidden house coffee mm. which is in santa Ana. people you guys yes, check it out need to go. yeah but i went and it was only like one barista and he was doing cashier and everything. Mm. And I literally ordered. I remember my parents were yelling at me to not go, but I really like felt stuck at home. Yeah. And I was like, can I just go get coffee? Like, come on. Yeah. And I saw that they were open. So I go and the barista dude was like, thank you so much for coming. And I was mm. like, thank you. And he was like, you've been our only customer. <gasps> and it was like 3 p.m. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I was like, really? And I feel like in that moment, like the magnitude of the situation really hit me. I mean, not that it didn't before, but I was like, what? Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Crazy times. Yeah. Even you saying that brought me back, like, to that time when, like, it was the time when we were all like, oh my gosh, like, worried. And I'm saying that, like, lightly because. We, I think we're still, like, having, we were having fun with quarantine still. Kind of yeah. like, this is a joke. Like, try banana bread. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what's your hobby right now, you know? <laughs> Until we got actually really serious. But, like, it just reminds me, like, of that time. Because it feels like a long time ago. I know. Yeah. You know what I'm, like, really curious about? Um, I'm really curious about the kids who, like, haven't been to school, like, to this day. Mm. Like, quarantine kids and, like, COVID baby situation yeah Yeah. i'm so curious about that just because there's been like articles of like what's their development gonna be like and maybe it's not gonna be any different but just Mm. like the thought of that like huh yeah like what is i'm kind of scared to see what we're gonna find out (laughs) i'm kind of scared too yeah because i think education is like a lot different yes because i have a friend 
whose nephew started kinder during covid like 2020 and now they're second graders and they've been like so first like kindergarten first grade they were online and now they've been like back and forth like online go back home on like the Mm. instability oh my gosh Mm -mm. Mm. i don't know about that one it's just i get a lot of teachers at work Mm. and they like it's kind of sad to see how they're just like they're like i don't even know what i'm doing like there's no structure whatsoever dang i'm just like that's to see like the opposite side that you like as a child as a student trust and they're like i have no idea what's happening you're just i feel like these times have definitely been like fake it till you make it (laughs) (laughs) for real (laughs) like that's never felt so real (laughs) yeah Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much again for listening. Um, I will continue wine chats, by the way, but look forward to me and Steph um, doing our other podcast. We have yet to come up with the name and all that good stuff. Mm. But have a nice rest of your week. And see ya. Bye.